Yeah. Yes, it, it tends to have a better flavor than yeah, Thelma's. I like his burnt. You like your what? Starbucks taste burnt. Yeah. <laughs> you go to coffee bean? Oh, okay. But I had it. It's good. Yeah. All right, Chris. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. How are we doing this morning? Good morning. Good morning. That was all right, I guess. <laughs> uh, thank you very much. Millennial hour here, I guess, today here at church. <laughs> We're taking over. It's good to see. Uh, anyways, real quick. My name's Chris. I'm making some announcements here. If you need to use the restroom, it's back that way, to the left, through the you know through the door, all that jazz. I'll be back there if you get lost or anything. Don't worry. Uh, as you know, you know we're having a little fellowship here. Not too much hooping and hollering, but if you have a question or comment, just raise your hand. Uh, I will bring you a mic, or Nick will bring you a mic. I, I hope he joins us. Uh, I don't know where he is. <laughs> Testing, paging Nick. Uh, anyways, uh, please just hold the mic in the fashion that I'm holding it. Try not to flail it about or put it in your mouth or anything like that. Uh, I would appreciate it. So would the audience uh, at home. Uh, please silence the cell phones. Check the cell phones. Oh, very good. Mostly everybody's checking their cell phones right now. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, also, please, uh, no uh, food or drink. Uh, while we're having church here uh, in the sanctuary, please, you can put it in a little cubby, a little cubby out there. I guess that's what it's called. Uh, but uh, anyways, if anybody in the, in the, way, in the way back uh, wants to sit towards the front, anybody wants to sit towards the front? So the lollygaggers uh, who are going to come in late can uh, sit in the back. You know, the, the bad kids, they sit in the back. That's just how it goes. Thank you so much for doing that. I really appreciate it. Uh, anyways, guys. I know you could listen to me go on and on and on all day, but we've got to get started with church, so let's get started. Take it, Jesse. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Good morning. Welcome to church. I'm Jesse Peterson. You can get involved by going to our chat line on YouTube. All right. And Hake will let me know and I can respond to your questions and comments. Thank you for your support. Um, good morning, y'all. How's everybody? Amazing. Huh? It's amazing. It's another Sunday already. It seems like we just had one. What? The? <laughs> anyway. Any questions? Any, any questions? Comments? Anybody had a life? Nobody had a life this week? Anybody discovered anything this week? Wow, y'all must be dead. <laughs> what the? Uh, so y'all came here to be taught? <clears throat> to be taught? No. No. So it's a fellowship. It's not like a teaching thing. All right. Well, I notice a lot in the world today. 
I was thinking this weekend how bad the world is, how the people of the world, because the world itself is not bad. The earth is not bad, but the, the people of the earth is bad. And then I was thinking about how the children of the devil are always wording things to make them sound good, make you become emotional. For an example, they call a shooting a mass shooting. And so when they say mass shooting, you forget it's not the gun itself, but it's the person behind the gun. They don't say, this is evil, this person has issues, but they'll blame it on the gun. And then if you're not really, really paying attention, they'll say, we're going to ban the guns. We're going to take away your Second Amendment. And if you're not paying really, and then they show all these pictures all the time, because right now they're showing mass shooting all over the country. It's like everybody's shooting everybody. And so, but if you're not paying attention, they can take your gun like that. Because why you, you, you forget that it's the person, not the gun, right? And even though they have no right to touch the Second Amendment at all, they're changing the Second Amendment. They're uh, banning bullets and all kinds of things. But, and so I'm saying this so that you can start to pay attention. Uh, another thing I noticed that they do, if they want you to be wrong on the inside, serve the devil, they call it LBTQ. Yeah, right? And you forget that it's a miserable person with a false identity. And so you can't help the person. It's called LBTQ sound better than lesbian or gay. Have you noticed that? It sounds like a family. LB, you know, you don't hear the, the words. And then they, they are now telling little boys and girls that you're not a boy. You're not a girl. And because we're all born in a fallen state, we have enough problem as it is. Just imagine what's going to happen with those kids as they grow up, not knowing exactly what they are. But thinking that, because they're going to know that they're a boy or a girl as they get older, and they're going to have a lot of conflict with that. And then that conflict is of the devil, so it's just going to get worse instead of getting better. In the good old days, they would tell people that you possess. It's not you, but it's the devil in you. They would say that so you would know that. But now they don't say it. Even the churches don't say it. So I say all that to say, y'all better get ready because it's going to get worse. Y'all have not seen hell yet. You have, and the churches are weak, and they are not telling the truth about the spirit. I remember the spirit of what's happening. I remember the uh, Catholic Church at one time used to perform uh, exorcists. You know what that is? Yeah. And it would work. You would see the devil come out of people, the green stuff, and people would shake because they knew it was about good versus evil. But the devil is hardly mentioned anymore. He's hardly mentioned. And the devil is destroying everybody, except for the few that are starting to wake up. So you better, my, my thing is, you better get to know yourself because the world is not on your side. And there is no love. You know how God said love one another? 
love him first with all your heart, soul, and mind, and then love. There ain't no love out there. What the? Nobody love nobody. It's crazy how it is. They don't really know what real love is anymore. And so you really, 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 really got to pay attention to yourself. Know thyself. And you're bad off than what you think. It really is worse than what you think. And the same thing that's happening inside of you is happening outside of you, inside of others. Did you have your hand? Sir. Yes, sir. He went to sleep. Did I see your hand? Oh, yeah. Okay. I was going to ask, though, how bad can it get? Like, how worse can it get right. if the boys decide to be girls and vice versa? Yeah. Right? Like, what's the worst that we haven't seen? You know how right now uh, there's this chaos everywhere, right? People robbing stores, going in a broad daylight, breaking in. They, they call it smack and grab kind of thing. And nobody, uh, no one is doing anything about it. That can get worse. They can do that in your home. They, uh, how, how, is that a, how is that a gender thing? No, well, with the gender thing, because we're born in a, in a fallen state, we're born into hell, and by by confusing little kids about who they really are, as they get older, they're going to have conflict with that. Because they know they're a boy or a girl, but they're not going to be able to act that way. They're not going to be able to say it out loud. They're not going to be able, which will bring on conflict for them, which will bring on more murdering and suicide and hating one another and stuff like that. So even, uh, let's say... Uh a rich white kid that decides to be a girl is going to go into a into a shopping center and destroy it and stuff like that. Whatever with that person, they're going to have more conflict, and in that conflict, it's going to cause them to carry out the wrong action if they're confused about who they are. You know what I mean? Do you know what it is to have conflict inside? Um, yeah. It, what but is not, it like for it you to have it wouldn't, it wouldn't attract me to cause chaos. But it will with some people. I mean, look at the guy that shot up the school in uh, Texas. You know, he was confused. He, didn't, he thought his father didn't love him, according to the father. His mother wasn't around. And apparently he didn't know... I don't know if that's true or not, if you were a boy or girl, because he had no love. And the world is pushing the raw identity on the people. The, with the uh, murder rate that's going on, the homelessness, uh, if, when they convince you that white people are white supremacists, if they can convince you that white people are white supremacists, and every time you see a white person, the first thing that's going to come to your mind is white supremacy, especially if you disagree with them about anything. And then you're going to want to hurt them if you get angry, because one thing leads to another. Satan used to lie against you. <laughs> All right? But anyway, abortion, for example, you have women marching in the street wanting to kill the baby. 
Who want to kill the baby? If you want to kill the baby, you wouldn't even want anyone to know, right? But they are proud about killing children. That was unheard of before. That was unheard of. Yes, sir. It's, it's all spiritual, yeah. right, what he's asking about. It's yeah. all the way that the enemy works uh, over the uh, long, long game, right, over years and dec- decades and centuries. So, for example, with that situation uh, that you're asking about, how is that creating problems, it's all tearing us away from God and his word. So people who believe that that kind of thing is okay for uh, for boys to be girls and girls to be boys, as we, we know the scriptures, uh, that's against the scriptures, right? But if you look at the way that plays out in the world, people who believe that, uh, they are more likely to think that homosexuality is okay. They're more likely to think that uh, sex out of wedlock is okay and having, yeah. having, having babies out of wedlock and that divorce is okay. And we know that these things lead to fatherlessness, which destroys the society. So, you know, there's a lot more to it than that. I'm oversimplifying it, but all of these things are spiritual, and that's how the enemy yep. works to, to tear the society apart. And, you know, the fatherlessness is probably the main cause of, uh, you know, people growing up without uh, morals and being willing to break laws and, and destroy the, the culture. The, all of those, those things are turning you away from the Father. And whenever you turn away from the Father, it just gets worse because you're in hell. And he's right, absolutely right. It's a spiritual battle. They're not telling you that it's not personal, it's not physical. It is spiritual. And that's why you have to get to know yourself and turn back to the Father. And they're turning these kids away from the Father by telling them they're something that they're not. And it's just going to get worse. It's not going to get better. Unless we change it. Unless human beings change each individual. Not as a group, but as an individual. Um, yes, Raymond. Then I want to get to my uh, biblical question. Yes, Raymond. You say that in our fallen nature, we are tempted to rebel against reality. Yeah. And everything, everything stands for, which includes being aware of our limitations. Absolutely. We're in a fallen state. We have been turned away from the Father. And that's what the problem is. The, pro- the problem is nothing else. In reality, we have no problems. In reality, if everyone were to turn back to the Father, it would be peace on earth today. There would never be another war. But because of the ego, because of being turned away, it's a mess. And there is no love. Nobody is happy. I was talking with a group of people yesterday, and I thought that they were well, I didn't really think they were happy, but they're miserable. They have money. They live in nice areas. They're, you know, if you look at, look at them, they seem to be doing fine. But they have, even, but they have no, no happiness. They're not happy. And if you notice, nobody or nothing can make you happy. Nothing. There's, look at relationships today with husbands and wives. They get married looking for love, and they feel all happy Big old wedding. That's why you should have a cheap wedding. You know, like go downtown, pay $50. Because your little wedding ain't going to work anyway. And you spend all that money. Because it's based on fake love. It's not going to work. You're going to end up fighting one another. 
You're going to end up fighting one another. And just think, you spent all that money for a dumb wedding. Look at uh, Kim Kardashian, I think, right? She said that, oh, I guess she said that, uh, it was reported that if someone told her eating poop, y'all know what poop is? Huh? Please elaborate. <laughs> Who don't know what poop is? It just sounds nice. Poop sounds better than the other word. That if, she, if somebody told her eating poop would keep her young looking, she would eat it. That would be what she would eat all the time. And she has all this, seemed to have a lot of money and fame and everything, right? But she's not happy. All those women are misery, miserable. I want you to really think about that. Nobody or nothing can make you happy. Isn't that something? Yeah, in that fallen state, we try to get happiness everywhere. And it doesn't work. And we're so crazy, we don't, we don't see that it doesn't work. So we keep trying with new people. Or we'll build a bigger house. Or we'll make more money. Or we'll move to Florida. Nothing works. It's not out there. It's just not going to happen. Yes, sir. Uh, just to add on to what you're saying, kind of what uh, was being said over there. So what uh, Just to add on to that, um, you know, I kept thinking about this revelation that I think I spoke to you about on Thursday. It's like <sighs> how in the fallen state, in the way that we are now, how far the world has fallen and the people of the world. Uh, Everything is like inverted, right? Another one I thought of is like the shooting. Everyone feels bad. I feel bad for them. I, I hurt for them. But really, most people, when you ask, ask them, uh, it's revealed like, oh, they don't feel bad for the victims or the parents. They feel happy that it didn't happen to them and their children. Or you get married and you say like, oh, I love this person. But really, you're really just saying like, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be alone and hated. Like, I, I don't want to stay with myself. I want to say yeah. I love this person. But it's really for me. It's a selfish reason. And, and the last one, which I talked about before, is like the one you talk about, forgiveness, right? Um, we can't go and forgive, but we have to go and forgive by admitting that we're resentful, right? Like apologizing for resenting right. is the only true way to forgive. So it's all, it's all flipped up. Or, or the abortion women, this is the last one. Like, we could criti- be critical of women who abort their children but it's now so normalized to women and you talk all the time about how men these days are weak overwhelmingly men are yeah. super weak so how could you blame a woman for not wanting to trust a man to raise her child with him because he's weak i was thinking about uh forgiveness and how that worked and i've noticed that uh people really don't forgive either they say oh i went and forgave my mama i went and forgave my daddy I don't hate nobody. And they be lying. They, they just be lying because <laughs> as soon as they run into an incident, they trip out. And if you have true forgiveness, there's nothing on earth can cause you to trip out. But fake forgiveness, fake love does. You're subject to the world, right? But people still get mad about little things, about nothing. And it's just crazy to see it. Isn't that amazing? Have you ever thought about it? And so I was thinking about, for me, how did forgiveness work, right? And I remember when I uh, asked God to let me see myself because I was so weak and so emotional, just 
beta male, really beta male. And I had gone to church, asking preachers, how do you forgive, you know, about that kind of stuff. And so finally I just asked God to let me see myself. And he allowed me to see that inside of my body. I was just standing in the mirror one day getting dressed at a quick glance. I could see inside of my body I had a dark spirit. And it's the kind of dark spirit that come into your room at night through the door without opening the door. Have you ever had that? It's like it's flying in the room, I guess, or moving really fast. Anybody ever experienced that? It's like that, that kind of darkness. And I was surprised. I'm like, oh, I didn't know I was that dark on the inside. I didn't know I looked like that. And so he allowed me to see that it was like that because I resented my mother. And I was yearning for the father. At a quick, I knew I resent my mother. Prior to that, I didn't know I resented my mother. I thought I had emotional love for her because I had the emotional love that everyone has in that fallen state. So I thought I loved my mother. No one had never told me I didn't love her. And so I just thought I did. And then I knew I had to forgive her. But in, in the very moment that I saw that I resented her, I felt bad about it. But not a, uh, it wasn't like a, feel sorry for someone bad. I just felt bad on the inside. It was like a spiritual badness that I resented her because I realized she couldn't help it. And I was wrong for resenting her. I just knew that. But in that same moment, I was free. I was free. And so going to face her, it was still scary because the devil was working on my mind about, oh, you're going to hurt her feelings. She's going to get mad, blah, blah, blah. But once I faced her anyway, it was done. And that was like 33 years ago now. And I've not gotten mad at anyone about anything since then. And so when people tell me, oh, I went for gay, I don't get mad no more. And then they get mad because someone looked at them wrong or said the wrong thing. I'm like, wait, aren't you going to question yourself? If you say you went and forgave and you're still getting mad, don't you supposed to be glad for that situation so you can, oh, I thought I was over anger. But people, won't, they won't know themselves. You cannot get angry when the spirit of anger has been taken away from you. You can't do it. It's just not in you. Just think about it. If it's not in you, how can you get mad? And perfect love will cast out fear. Perfect love casts out fear. Perfect love casts out anger. Anger is of the nature of the devil. So how can you get angry if you don't have it inside of you? And so I realize most people don't believe that God removed that spirit from you. We are possessed with that. And he will unpossess us if we were honest about it and we really want to know him. Really. You can't, if, just smoke on it. Question yourself about things. You don't have to be telling everybody else if you don't want to, but at least for yourself. Why am I getting angry? I thought I was over anger. You know what I'm saying? And then you come to know. You will start to see. But if you just don't question yourself and blame someone else for it, you're not going to get better. You can literally have peace on earth. And, well, I'll get to that in a minute. Yes, sir. So, is it, uh, is it the kind of thing you either have gotten rid of it completely or not at all? Right. Because if, you haven't, if it hasn't been taken away from you, from you completely, you still have it. Either you have it or you don't. Uh, either you're of the light or you're not. You know what I'm saying? You can't serve two gods. And so if someone still has the anger, they are pretending that they are serving God and the devil. 
what a mess, huh? Is this your first time here? Yeah, it's my first oh, time. Oh, what's your name? Corey. Welcome, man. Corey? Yeah. Okay. Any questions about anything? I'll, I'll let you know if I think of one. Do you still have anger? Um, I forgave my mother and my father and haven't really been angry since. All right. But I always have my doubts, like you say, if I've just convinced myself that I forgave them and haven't really. So I'm not sure. You see, you convince yourself? I'm, I'm worried that maybe I convinced myself, but I, oh, I, see. I haven't really. Oh, okay. Well, why worry about it? Just because it's, because um, I, I guess I noticed a lot of improvement right. with my life. Yeah. So if it's the kind of thing where it either is completely or not at all, then then maybe I could see that I'm not seeing the real improvement that I could be seeing. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to get to that in a minute. All right, it's a good question, and I'll get to it in a minute. Yes, sir. I'm trying to pop my ears here. Yes. Um. So I was thinking it's about a this mess in the world. Really, it's worse than what y'all know. It's so bad it's hard to believe it sometimes. And then I'm sorry, man. No, I'm. But let a... me just say this because I want to get off. I didn't know human beings can sink so low. I just didn't know it. You know, we got out of a low level, but at some point, there's a stop hole, you know what I'm saying? But that gone now. Anyway. Yeah, no, that's uh, convenient. I've, I've been adding to the mess lately. Um, you know, I was thinking last night um, that everything that you say, it, it's more than makes sense. It's the absolute truth, right? Yeah. So far ab about forgiving my mom, she cannot help it. But what I was thinking is that the reason... Now, I went to her and forgave, but the lie is just drowning out the truth. And the lie is, I'm this way because of her. It, 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 that drowns out, she can't help it. Right. It's like... That's I, a good point. Yeah, it's like, it, selfishly, I'm just looking at myself like, let this just be over with. Um, <laughs> and it's all because of that. Yeah. So did you ever wrestle with that? Or I guess you didn't because you saw basically the demon in you. I can honestly tell you once that spirit was taken away, I never had a second thought about being angry. Never had one. I never had to fight with that at all because there's nothing there to fight with. Right. And so and, and believe me, I never had to fight with it. I, I, I never even feel like anger or think about anger being in me. But I'm learning a lot spiritually. I've grown so much uh, over the years because you grow in the light and the light bring you further and further away from the darkness. And you start to, and, and it's just mind blowing. We are so dumb. Really. If y'all knew how dumb you were, you'd kick your own butt. Really, you wouldn't hire somebody to do it. You'd just beat up yourself. We are like, when God said that of ourselves we can do nothing, he meant that. And of ourselves, we know nothing. The intellect doesn't know anything. The intellect is evil. It just makes up words to cover its mess, to pretend to be on your side, and it's not.
And so I know what you're talking about, and that's part of my... So I'll just throw the biblical question out there right now because I understand I don't want to deal with that. The biblical question this week is, do you have true courage? Do you have true courage? And so do you have true courage? I would say yes and no. Sometimes I'm very courageous, and uh, it, it's, it's just obvious. Other times I'm... Not so much. You know, my, my sister sent me a picture yesterday. She said, hey, I'm getting married. This is her second marriage. She has three kids that are 16, 14, and 12. And uh, she says that she's going to have a, a small wedding with just the two families, basically. And um, I basically just held on the picture to give it like a thumbs up. I didn't respond to it. There's no anger, um, but there's also, I'm not going to lie and say things like congratulations because I'm right. just like, you're going back into hell. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you're going back into hell, and this is all about you. This, you know, the picture's her doing this with the <laughs> ring. I'm just like... Uh, what a mess. Yeah, I can't say congratulations to it. But there is a part that, you know, that true courageousness is not coming out because I'm already thinking about when I don't go back home for the wedding in Texas in November, I'm, I'm already thinking about, like, the gossip that goes on in my family if someone doesn't do basically what the women want to do. Yeah. Yeah. So you say yes and no to true courage? Yes and no. I've had moments to where I, I feel like I really did have true courage. So what is true courage? There's the rub. I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, no. Yeah, yeah, because even even the true courage air quotes that I've had could just be the ego, you know, the, the pats on the back from so other people. So why did you say yes and no if you don't really know what it is? Uh, I just didn't think it through. But I'd like to hear your definition. You know, your little two cents in after uh, everyone right. else talks about it. And maybe so I right now you better. don't know if you have true courage yet. Yeah, I guess that's oh. the better answer. I don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what I've come to realize. I don't know anything. No, what a mess, huh? I, I'm in this uh, We middle... can walk around thinking that we're so smart and everybody just love us. And dumb as a do-dob and nobody love us. <laughs> right. And I'm, I'm in a middle ground of um, shedding some things uh, that were all ego, yeah. yet... I'm in this middle ground of the ego still piping up and being like, but maybe you could use that one day. You know, this, old, this friend that you're kind of detaching from, maybe you're going to need to talk to them sometime in the future. And that's just where I am. Amazing. But all in all, it's good. Are you doing the, staying with the silent prayer? Always. Oh, okay. Always. Stay with it. Yeah. It'll come clear. Stay with it. It is. Yeah. I know it is. Yeah. Absolutely. Let me take this hand and I'll come to you. Yes. In the P-shirt. Um, well, do you have true courage? Yes. And what is true courage? The courage to die. Meaning what? Um, no doubt, no fear, all in. All in. Interesting. Uh, 
Okay. Okay. Uh, and, yeah. and in that courage of willing to die, that gives you the courage to live. I noticed that 99.9.999, but not all, not all, not all, but just 99.9.999 of people not all in. They're not all in. Because all in ain't no joke. <laughs> and if you're not all in, then you're wasting your time. You're worshiping the devil. But you're absolutely right. You've got to be all in. And we'll get to that in a minute, more of that. All right? Yes, sir. Uh, do you have true courage? No. You don't have it? No. And why do you say no? What is true courage? Uh, when I look at others and their example of courage, uh, I'm not willing to go that length. Like what, for example? Uh, you know, fight to the death. What does that mean? You know, if I got into a fight and like I a had physical to defend, fight? physical fight, yeah. Um, well, you're too old to be fighting. Um, yeah. I'll be scared of that, too. Yeah. No, I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> So what I what I notice because I so true courage is to you is not being afraid to fight. I I think some of it is not complete commitment, you know, which gives me doubt. I'm not a hundred percent. I'm not all in. In some ways, I'm not clear. So are you saying being able to fight is true courage? Um, Yeah. and like, you afraid like, to fight? Like, you know, Christ-like, be willing to go up to people and, you know, things like that. Uh, live, live like Christ lived, you know. Uh, fight like he fought. In, in what way? In uh, giving of himself, in sacrificing, in uh, uh, being an example, um, um, you know, showing the way. What, what type of example? Um, Poor Christ. Well, he came to fulfill the law, so right. he followed the rules, uh, and he went up against the, uh, you know, the the Jewish elite at the time, and and uh, you know, he called them names. He fought against them. Um, so you think that that's courage, true courage? In my, in my mind, yeah. I so. Mean, being able to physical fight to take care of yourself that way mm-hmm. and to be Christ-like is what you call in true courage. Yeah, and I can remember my father. And how was Christ? And, I can, and also, this, so I get images, and I'm just kind of thinking in my mind. So I, I look at my father and how my father struggled and how he was strong as a man. And so in my mind, I kind of look at that, you know, in my imagination. I don't know, you probably shouldn't look at the past, but I kind of look at that, uh, look at my father's strength. He was a very strong man. In what way was he strong? He was strong in that um, um, being able to sacrifice and leave in uh, another country and come to America and, uh-huh. and leave his family, leave, leave his culture, abandon them, and start a new life. I think that's courageous, and I don't and know that, if I'm capable. Is that what you call true courage? It's an so example. This is not a yeah. contest. You, you yeah. got to realize that, right? There's no wrong and right. We're just fellowshipping, having fun. Relax. 
Right? <laughs> Read yeah. it out. This is nobody. It's not a Bible thumper class or anything. Okay. Yeah. So that's kind of my <laughs> example when I look at courage. I I I think of my dad. Or oh, okay. I think. And that's true courage. In your mind. I think so. Okay. For me, but uh, to get back to, uh, I mean, the young man who was just speaking a minute ago. Uh, you know, in the olden days, you knew what courage was, you knew what strength was, you knew what a man and you knew what a woman was. Uh, today, we have nothing but confusion. That's why people are doubting them, themselves. Do I have strength? Am I a Christian? They make them think twice, and they have doubt. But that's due to this big, yeah. giant flood of all this LGBT stuff and all this you know, man-woman stuff. Now, even adults are confused. So if an adult <laughs> is confused, the children don't have a chance. Me. They don't have a chance, yeah. But it's, it's like a purpose. It's an evil plot to destroy us. I remember growing up, it was an honor to be a Christian. I mean, you, everybody out here, Christian? Yeah, I'm a Christian. No problem. Now people don't want to admit that they're a Christian. Oh, I'm spiritual. I don't want to be a Christian. I don't, I'm like, what? The, it's a blessing to be a Christian. How, how do we get to the point where you don't want to say you're a Christian in a Christian country? It's not like you're in Allah U Abba land, you know? <laughs> yes, sir. How do you live in a Christian country and won't say you're a Christian? It's a mess. Yes. Oh, man, you make me laugh. So, um... <laughs> Do you have true courage? Uh, yeah. And what is true courage? Um, similar to what I said earlier, true courage is not, in my opinion, not fighting or, or taking on the fight because you feel like you should, right? Because that's all ego. Um, taking on what fight? So to me, true courage is not like going into battle because you think you're supposed to because that's what courageous people do. Going in what type of battle? A any kind. I don't like know. what for example? A war, a conflict, like we've talked weeks ago about the woman on the street get, laying into her child. Oh, okay. I think true courage is, is letting those things happen, letting go of control, and uh, accepting that you don't really have a say in certain situations. You can't really affect things, but... At the same time, if we're talking true courage, knowing that if the Lord or the Spirit like moves you to act, you'll act. If, I, if I'm put in a situation where I, there's someone who's not here right now, but you always tell him, I flirt every week, you'll know when it's time to act. But what if I have to do this, and what if this person tries this? And he's like, no, you'll know when it's time to act. God will, the Spirit will compel you to act if it's important enough to make you act. So for me, true courage would be to wait, to, to observe, to know that when the time comes, when the Spirit or when God compels you to act, that, you know, you're, you're ready to do so. But true courage is just to let go and, and accept that, like, staying on that narrow path might not mean acting in every scenario where you think you need to be the hero. Okay. You ain't always got to be the hero. All right. Amazing. Yes, ma'am. Do you have true courage? Yes. And <clears throat> what is true courage? For me, it's living life without fear. Living without fear? Mm hmm And how do you do that? Um, don't in the pre stay in the present. 
Don't worry about the future. Don't worry about what's going to happen. And stand and being able to stand individually as uh, without anger. Stand for what's right individually without anger, but life without fear because fear is of Satan, and Satan is no longer my daddy. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Uh, Thank you. This young man here and then here. Yes, sir. Do you have true courage? Uh, I don't think so. And, and why, why you say, I don't think so? Because uh, I really don't know what true courage is. I kind of just operate based on what I think I should be doing. Right. So I don't really think about, oh, do I have true courage or not? Amazing. Yeah. Uh, is this your first time here? Yeah. What's your name? Guillermo. What? Guillermo. Are or... you Mexican? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Panamanian. You're not a Mexican name? Yeah. I'm Latino. I'm from Central America. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. (laughs) All right, Guillermo. Yeah, or Gmo, you know, whichever one works. (laughs) See. Welcome, man. Thank Uh, you. How did you find us? Uh, My coworker told me about you. Oh, yeah? I just started watching videos. And then I just said, eh, I'm just going to show up. Nice. Any questions about anything? No, not really. Well, welcome, man. Thank you, thank you. Uh, All right, welcome. Uh, yes, ma'am, right here. Do you have true courage? Uh, I'd say no. You say no? No. And why you say no? What is true courage? I think true courage is your ability to do what's right in spite of everything, in spite of doubt, fear, and being able to just do what's right. And um, I think that's, what's cur- that, that's courage. Too. Oh, okay. And why do you think that's what it is? Because I think it takes courage to kind of get past the doubt and the fear to be able to still do what's right. So, because we, we're convinced by doubt and fear to not do what's right. Yeah. So, when we're convinced, we don't have courage. But when we're not convinced and we still do what's right, then we have courage because we've kind of like beat that battle of something stopping us from doing what's right. And so, if that's true and you know that, why don't you just do it? I think, um, I don't know why I, I believe the lie. Like, I just believe the lie. There's just something in me that is, I'm just so easily, I, I'm easily convinced. Oh, okay. So. That's amazing, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. The young man in the white shirt, do you have true courage? Sometimes. Sometimes you do it, sometimes you don't? Yeah. And so... What caused you to have it sometime and sometime no? Uh, only the, the strength of a uh, creator can give us, you know, true courage. As someone mentioned earlier, uh, Christ, probably the best example, his willingness to do the Father's will without any concern for what people thought about him or had any concern for the consequences on this world. He was not living you know, for this world, and we all do that. We're all raised up to, you know, get on this train to the American dream and success and money and going to college and all that kind of stuff, and we have to uh, be renewed in our minds and shake off the patterns of this world to be able to uh, have true courage and and do the things every day that uh, are going to get us persecuted and are going to get us in trouble with people that we know. And we have to be willing to walk away from everything we know and love if we want to follow Christ. Um, 
And how do you know when you don't have it? Can you give me an example of not having true courage at time for you? Well, over the last year or two, I've so uh, consistently tried to live that way that I've got uh, uh, wildfires burning in most areas of my life. And so I have to pick my battles. So, for example, my uh, a friend of mine has been dating a woman for a number of years, and this friend of mine uh, is uh, considers himself a Christian. And he is one of my very oldest friends. I've known him 20 years, and he's been dating this woman and uh, and having sex with her for for years. And I've tried uh, gently to kind of, he's more of a nominal Christian. I've tried to gently uh, make him aware of what God's word is around that topic, but I haven't fully confronted him about it, and I haven't done what the scriptures tell us to do with people like that, which is to not associate with them and to not even eat with them. And I haven't had the courage yet with him because God's only opened my eyes to that over the last year or so. And as I said, I've got so many areas of my life where I'm facing conflict because I continually try to approach it from that way and have that kind of courage. So that's one area of my life where I'm not, I'm not there yet. He's a very old friend, and I just haven't, I haven't gotten to that point with, with him. And why is that important to you about him? The part of telling him or not telling him? What do you mean? The fact that he's doing that. Why is that important to you that you feel you need to tell him something? Because, because or not tell him something. Well, I think the scripture is there for us as a guide. And in that particular case uh, with him, I'm not doing the kingdom of God any favor by holding back from him. Right. So people are walking around looking at someone like him saying there's a Christian. Oh, he's just having sex with, you know, out of, out of outside of marriage. So that's what people think Christians are. And people look at me and I'm a Christian and I'm hanging out with this guy. So, oh, that must be OK if Christians do that. That's why I believe we've got to be willing to stand up for that kind of principle and tell people. When Christ walked the earth, didn't he hang out with everything and everybody? He didn't pick and choose the right one or the wrong one. They all were wrong and they all messed up into everything. But Christ hung out with them anyway, right? There's a line there. The line is we're not to associate with people that behave that way. Did Christ say that? Yes. He said don't associate with them? Well, the Father said that through scriptures, and we have examples of that throughout the scriptures, that, again, there's a line. The line is you're not supposed to associate with someone. That what is, the, I don't understand what you mean by associate. Mean like play with them? Well, that's for us to interpret. It's one of the areas of scripture we have to interpret. But Christ went amongst the people that day. He the, sure did, absolutely. The people didn't like for him no to question. be amongst. They were judging him. No question. Because he came for the sick. He didn't come for the uppity people who... Will eat poop to stay young. Jesse, I'm, refer- I'm referring to people who consider themselves Christians <laughs> who are behaving in that way. I'm not referring to people who are unbelievers. People who consider themselves Christian, who are known to be Christian and behaving in ways that are not of God. But if you believe that, you go, you're not going to hang around anybody. You'll just be all by yourself all the time. Not even your family, not even your own children, not even at work. No. You wouldn't even be around yourself. 
No, no, no. There's a difference. There's a certain behaviors that people do. One of them is sexual immorality. If somebody's considered a Christian and they're sexually immoral, you're not supposed to have, you know, if there's other things. If they're drunkard you're not, and they consider themselves a Christian, you're not to associate with and them. So, is your, so that's your uh, lack of courage, you're saying? Yeah, I think that's an uh, Give me an example of your, your courage, your true courage. Well, I've told some stories in here before of things that I've done, for example, with my son and his school, you know, uh, of standing up for God's values when I see that uh, the school is teaching against that. So I know that that's going to get me persecuted. I know that his mom is going to use that to divide him and I. And I know it's not going to lead to good things in the near term, but I know that that's what God wants us to do for the oh, kingdom. Okay. And that's yeah. an example of true courage? I think so. Yeah, oh, okay. I mean, I could be wrong, but... No, no, I'm not saying... That's it's my, a fellowship. There's no wrong. Relax. Yeah. It's yeah. not wrong or right. Yeah. We're fellowship. Right here. Oh, yes, Raymond. And then right here, the white shirt and the blue shirt. And then we move on. Do you have true courage? No. And what is true courage? True courage is is a, pre, a presence that is above, above your own petty feelings. What do you mean? Give me an example. If you have uh, courage, is like a suit of uh, armor. It doesn't have any uh, any emo, uh, motion uh, motion, but it does serve a serve a pur- uh, purpose to give you strength. Okay, amazing. Yes, sir. Do you have true courage? Um, <clears throat> I guess like most people, yes and no. Um, I think it's just kind of being honest with yourself. Like what you were saying, uh, people, a lot of times they, they get married and it's truly like selfish reasons. So Don't I, nobody I get that. married with real love. Did you know that? It's, they be lying. I love you. I love you. I love you. And we get married. As soon as the, the wedding is over and the, the morning after the, the honeymoon, everybody fighting. The, the husband hates the wife, the wife hates the husband. Isn't that amazing? Okay, but yeah, I'm sorry. I think about that a lot. Just like people, they're really not even honest with themselves. Right. And they don't realize what they're doing. So. And so, an example of you not having true courage is what? Um, I don't know. I guess, you know, like we all hold back saying what we truly think in a lot of situations, our job and everything. Okay. But at the same time, you know, you can't just say whatever you want all the time. Right. That's that'll cause a lot of chaos too. And can you get and can you give me an example of you have? Cause you said yes and no, you have it sometimes, and sometimes you don't. Can think, you give me an example of of you having it? Yeah, I think having it. Um, like one example is uh, I didn't drink or do anything, any drugs, you know, until 26. I started drinking alcohol, but um. But before that, you know, <laughs> everyone I know was drinking all throughout yeah. high school, college. You missed out, man. And I just, what's that? You missed out. <laughs> Ain't nothing like going through high school drunk. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. But Who want to go through high school normal? <laughs> right. You got to mess with That's you. just something, like, I just never wanted to do it right. for health, whatever, all the problems that come with it. And, you know, everyone around me... I, I, I'm not affected by peer pressure or whatever. Right. So, like, I just, that's not for me, and they're all doing it and getting drunk. And, 
but that was fine. You know, it didn't affect me. So. And so did you do it later in life? Yeah, later, just on my own terms. I just decided, like, oh, let me try some wine, you know, so. And now you're wino? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no, I'm playing. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Yes, sir. Do you have true courage? Um, yes and no, but probably overall no. I'd say no. And why do you say no? Um, I, I don't tell everybody everything I think all the time. Like I, I judge people when I think that they're they're doing wrong, but I won't say the wrong. I won't tell them how I truly feel all the time because I don't want to lose friends or um, you know just put myself in a bad situation at work. So I'd say that true courage would always be always saying everything that is always on your mind and. Um, I'm less scared of things like getting into a physical fight, like that that happens, but like getting doxxed online. I've been doxxed for some of my political affiliations and going to rallies and stuff like that. So I'll, I'll look on the internet, see if my name's out there. I've had my name put online. So um, that's the kind of thing I don't want to happen to my family, like losing our jobs, my wife getting calls <coughs> about. So when you see your name, does it affect you? It makes me angry. It makes me nervous to, I have a good job. My wife has a good job. I live in a shitty part of town. I don't need my neighbors turning on me, that kind of thing. Oh, okay. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yes, ma'am. Do you have true courage? I, yes. And um, what, what is it? I, I don't. Like he said, it's being all in and not double thinking. And I feel like once you start double thinking something, then don't do it. Or, I mean, that's like the enemy just messing with your head. So, yeah. And, I mean, growing up also, my dad was really tough. And he made sure none of us half-assed anything. So, yeah. Okay. So true courage is, tell me again, I'm sorry. Being all in. Being Just, all in. Yeah, not double thinking anything. Oh, I think okay. the second you start double thinking anything, it's right. not ever going to work. Oh, okay. So. Amazing. Had you thought about this before? You know what? I got true courage. Maybe not in that specific question, but yes, because a lot of times a lot of people would say I, I'm sort of a not the nicest person, but I didn't, I don't mean things like in a mean way. <laughs> you started like, saying the B word? Yeah, that. Oh. <laughs> that. <laughs> so I. You might well say the B word. He said the S word. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of people would say that I come off as a bitch because I yeah. was pretty straightforward. And, but I mean, I feel like why sugarcoat something? Right. I don't know. I just, I think that's really, that's dumb. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Amazing. Is this you guys' first time here? No? Oh, okay. All right. Why you look scared now? Are you all right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. You seem, are you nervous? No. Oh, okay. All right. Um, amazing. Anybody else? Want, yes. I just kind of want to add, it, add a little bit because what she said. Um, yeah, that it's the courage to walk through the shadow of death, like you say, and to let the ego die so that we can live without the doubt and the fear and all that. Oh, okay. Amazing. Yes, sir. Right in front of you. Give him. Yeah. Do you have true courage? 
I'm going to have to say no. And why do you say no? Because I don't have a clear definition for myself. Oh, okay. That would be. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, okay. Amazing. How about you? Uh, yes, I do. You do? And, and what is it? True courage is being able to step into any situation without worrying about Speak the outcome. Speak up a little bit for me. True courage is being able to step into any situation without worrying about the outcome. About, without worrying about the outcome? Can yeah. you give me an example? Example, uh, I went boxing last week and my opponent was way bigger than me. But instead of thinking like, oh, he's going to whoop my, whoop, whoop my butt, I uh, surrendered to the moment and it turned out pretty well. Oh, okay. Amazing. Nice. How about you, Anchor Baby? You have uh, true courage? I'm not sure what you mean by true courage. I don't know what that means. You don't know what it means? I'm so, not sure what you mean by true courage. Oh, okay. So that means you don't have it? I don't know. No, that was a question. Right. I'm saying I don't know. Oh, okay. I answered your question. <laughs> oh, so you don't know what it means. I'm not sure what true courage So you don't know what it means or you don't know what I mean? Because I want you to know. I, I want everybody to know for themselves. I don't know what you mean by true courage. Not just by my definition, but you need to know. And you can know if you stay on the street and narrow path. You'll be surprised what you can know and that I, we don't know. Yes. Like I said, I don't know what you mean by true courage, but when okay. I think about if I may, some thoughts on courage itself. Okay. Uh, like when I am dealing with stuff in life, I can have like conflict within or whatever, but I'll still do the thing that I'm doing. I'll still do whatever it is, so I won't like back down to that. Oh, okay. So I have that. And I feel like I've always had that a little bit, but um, I think maybe I'm operating from a different source now because... Even, back, even when I was younger, although I had a sort of courage, yeah. I'd still back down sometimes. But now I don't back down, and I think it's because now I'm motivated by, like, an understanding of people. And that comes from, like, love. Yeah. Like, you know, so when you have love and you understand people, you, I think that is you just become a courageous person. Like, I find myself saying and doing things that other people will describe, you know, oh, wow, right. courageous or whatever. But I'm not thinking that way. If you don't have love, you have nothing. You really don't. Amazing. Yes, ma'am. Do you have true love? And then I come here. True love. Hold on. No, I'm sorry. Do you have true courage? So I used to think I did. Um, just like growing up in um, New Jersey as a Republican, I was like, oh, yeah, it's so easy to speak up. But like now that I'm thinking about it, I think that was all ego. And it's just like not being a liar to say like a guy looks retarded in a dress. But... So recently, um, like, you were not gentle with me, and you told me something about myself, and I think that is true courage, like, to see myself, and, like, who cares what, like, my friend is doing, or, like, if your friend is having sex at a wedlock, like, what about you? To look at yourself and see the demon in you and be like, dang, I can't believe that I'm, like, alive, and God, like, lets me still be alive, and, like, you realize, like, you're so evil. I feel like that's true courage, so... Like, I thought I did, but I think that was all ego, um, like, standing up in class and stuff. But I just, like, love that, like, you were not gentle with me. And I don't think, like, you should be gentle with your friend. And, like, my friends have not been gentle with me. And, like, I love them for that because, like, I fix things about myself, you know. And, um, yeah, I just think, like, that is true courage to see yourself. Okay. 
Amazing. Yes, sir. <coughs> Do you have true courage? Uh, I want to say there's no such thing as courage. No such thing as courage? Right. And why do you say that? I, uh, so for me, I learned a lot becoming a father because, you know, children don't have fear or they don't give in to the thought of fear. They just do. Right. So I think when you start believing in your fear, when you start, like, doubting yourself and, like, putting yourself down, anything you tell yourself that's negative, you think you have to have this idea of courage to overcome this fear when really you don't have to do anything. Okay. You know, Christ said you got to become like a child, so you just relax, go through the pain, and you won't need courage. Okay. You just do things. Amazing. How about you, Chris? Do I have true courage? Do you have true courage? Uh, I would say, yeah, I do have true courage. And what is it? Well, I think uh, a few people had said something similar to what I was said, but to be all in and to have faith uh, is, is true courage. Simple as that. To be all in and have true courage. Yeah, it's, well, it's to, what true, true courage is to have faith. Oh, okay. Yeah, to all have right. faith, regardless of what happens to me or, uh, you know, anything like that. As long as you have faith, you have, you know, you have courage. And what does it mean to be all in to you? Uh, well, again, again, not to keep saying to have faith, but to oh. to have to have faith. Like I said, okay, regardless I of what happens. Like, no matter what, uh, just always have faith. And if, you know, people say, oh, I, I know something or whatever, it, it doesn't matter. It's also being able to say, like, I, I don't know. Because to not know something is, is not wrong. Right. I would say that's more courageous than to pretend that you know something. And just you can just say, like, oh, I, I don't know. Oh, okay. Uh, and I think that's part of having faith, because uh, God doesn't judge you for not knowing something. Amazing. How about you, Hake? Of the Hake Report. Um, to to answer the biblical question. Yeah. Do you have true courage? Um. I. I don't think so. Hey, why Do you want me you... to elaborate? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would be nice. Well, it is I think a fellowship. That, I think that how I, why I think that I don't have true courage is that, like, I try to plan stuff ahead rather than deal with it as it comes. Oh, okay. So that's why I think that I don't. And so, are you saying you you don't trust that it got, you plan because you don't trust the wait and let it happen? I mean, I don't understand. Yeah, like, yeah, like it's it's like the, a lack of faith, trying oh. to trying to um, like figure out how I w- want to deal with something if this happens or that happens. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Amazing. Um, anybody, you want to have input on that? You have true courage. Okay. Um, it's such an interesting question. Um, I, I don't know if I have true courage or not, but to me, I guess true courage feels like it's it's supposed to be a response to something, like somebody who has fear. I don't have fear. I don't have 
this internal stuff in me anymore. It's pretty much peace all the time, and so I don't feel the need to have a response to have true courage. Oh, okay. Um, because I think when I think about people who pray to God and they say, Lord, give me strength, give me the courage to do this, give me the courage to do that, that's uh, showing a lack of faith. Oh, it's okay. showing that you don't have it, and asking for it isn't going to make you have true courage. It's supposed to just already be in you. Right. But, so. Okay. Amazing. This is why I want to encourage you to get on the straight and narrow path and stay there. No matter what happened along the road, it doesn't matter how many bumps you run into, no matter if the whole world desert you. You got to get on a straight and narrow path because I, you know, I counsel with a lot of people around the world and not brag, but I'm learning from it too. And I noticed that everybody in the whole world have the same problem, the same cause and the same effect. Now, you may have taken on different actions, but it's the same problem. It's the same thing, the same complaints about it, the same fears, the same doubts. It's like everybody went to the same school. And I realized that we are born into hell. When, when, when the Bible said we were born of sin, he wasn't plan- the Bible wasn't planned about that. Whoever said it, right? We were literally born into a fallen state. And in that fallen state, we are in the wilderness and don't know it. And we have identified with the wilderness as though it's us. We have literally identified with the fallen state as though it's us. And we believe it. And, and until you wake up, you find yourself protecting it, defending it. And if anybody challenges you on your fallen state, you want to knock them out. Because you own this. You don't want anybody to take that away from you. We're really in a fallen state and we own it. And the whole world is in a fallen state, except for the few who have returned to love. Because if you don't have love, you're never going to get out of the fallen state. If you're not born of the Father, if you're not born of love, there's no way out. Because it's love that causes you, causes you to overcome that state that you're in which is called sin or whatever name you want to give it. But you're really in a fallen state, and you identify with it. You love it. You feel it. You give pain to others so you can have pain. When those people were crying over those children, it was all lies. It was all ego, all lies. Not one cared about those children. How do you cry over kids getting shot, and right at the end of your tear, you want to ban guns? It's like, it's not the gun fault at all. If you weren't in a fallen state, you would know it's the devil. And why is the devil so busy? Because something else has happened. Number one, the men have been destroyed. The sons of God is under attack. Like, it's the worst thing I've ever seen. And it's because the darkness hates the light. And men represent the light. And so, you got to understand that the only way to overcome and have true, true courage, you must die from this false identity. Completely die. And when he said all in, you got to be all in for that to happen. Because you so identify with the thoughts and the feelings and so believe that it's you, it's hard to let that go. 
you still identify with it. You, you're up and down emotionally. You have fear, you have worry, you're lonely, you're depressed, you're sad, you're this and you're that. The only reason you're going through that is because you have identified with it as though it's you. And I notice what the world does, it, it gives you names to evil so you can claim it as your own. I'm an alcoholic, I'm a drug addict, I'm this. You're claiming that, and when you claim it, you believe in it. And once you believe it, you become that. But in reality, that's not who you are at all, not one iota. The real you are none of those things, none of the vices, none of those things. But the world being of the devil is making you stay there by giving it worldly names. But if you get on that straight and narrow path, you're going to see that it's a state that you're in, the state of mind, the state of being. It's darkness. It's of the devil. It's not you. Because if you notice in that state, you, you can't help what you do. You do things you don't want to do. Because you're in a fallen state, but you identify with it as you. The real you up here is free. The you here is enslaved. But you're enslaved to your thoughts. You're enslaved to the imagination. And so true courage is the ability. Oh, let me just say this. I talked to a young lady once and she had had an argument at work or something with the boss or something like that, right? And she was real nervous, real scared. So she said, I'm going home, uh, blah, blah, blah. And, and I knew that she was running away from she was running because she had believed in the not her. I'm like, that's not you. That's the fear you feel right now, the worry you feel, what's going to happen. That's not you. You got to face that. Let that happen. And then when she really thought about it, she's like, oh, yeah. And right away she calmed down and she was ready to go back and face the situation because she realized she was in her head and it wasn't her. But she believed it when it was happening. Satan got busy and she believed it. And you believe the thoughts and, you, and it brings all, all kinds of fears, all types of emotions and stuff like that. And then you identify with the emotions thinking that it's you. It's in the, it's in the mind, it's in the body, it feels like you. But that's the thing that Paul and others talked about that made a home in you. It's not you. It's not you. And so if you ever stop identifying with it, you'll get past it. It would die. It has to die, right? Because it's the darkness, it's the nature of the devil that made a home in you to make you do what you think, uh, what you don't want to do. Nobody want to be afraid. They have to leave work because some other crazy person acting crazy, right? But if you believe a lie, you're going to run. You're going to be crying. You're going to be carrying on. All thoughts are all lies all the time about anything. I don't care what happened 50 years ago. If you didn't think on it, it wouldn't exist anymore. You bring it, the devil bring it out of the darkness and make you think it's your thought. And you'll feel the pain like it happened right now. You know what I'm saying? Have you noticed that? This is why you got to pay attention to yourself. You got to pay attention to the not you and have no idea what the real you are. Don't let Satan give you an impression of that, who you really are. You will know. You want to know that not you, and you're none of these things.
none of these thoughts, none of these feelings, none of these things. So a real curse take allowing that to be destroyed. And the way you allow it to be destroyed, you got to go all into the situation. Like when I was talking to a young lady, I'm like, it's not you. Let, and someone mentioned it here too, let the situation happen and watch the not you go through the fear of it, the doubt of it, not knowing the outcome, the worry. You feel like you want to cry, you want to run. You got to let that happen to you so you can see it and you will see it. The light will show it to you and the light will destroy it. But if you protect the not you, the nature of the devil, because that's what it is, that thing made a home of you, it's the nature of the devil. And if you protect that, you're going to die with that, and you don't want to drop your body with that, because you'll drop right into hell and you're stuck forever. That is not you. All thoughts about it are lies. You're not having those thoughts. You're not making up those thoughts. You're not, it's not you, but you identify with the thoughts. So is a man thinking, so as he is. It's not you. So when people talk about you, someone don't want to play with you, someone treats you bad, and Satan says, oh, everybody's talking about me. Nobody wants to play with me. That's Satan telling you that. You don't care about it. Be glad to see this. These people have no love. Why you want to hang around with the devil anyway? The devil loves the devil. The devil hates the light. And so be glad to see that. You haven't lost anything but the devil. And so the courage is to allow these things to happen without, without defending them. You don't owe anyone an explanation. The only person you owe an apology is a person that you offend. Oh, I'm sorry I offended you. I was wrong. Other than that, you don't owe the world an explanation. The world is of the devil. You don't owe, and God is not, just think about this. God is not holding one thing against you at all. He's not judging you. He's not making you afraid. He's not making you feel good. He's not making you feel bad. He's not doing anything but loving you. The way we should love one another once we're born of love. Salvation is about love. And then the love, which is the light of God, destroyed the darkness. Because we can't do it. You can't get rid of your darkness on the darkness on your own. And so when you name it, when you claim it, oh, I feel so bad. I feel so afraid. I feel so lonely. I feel so guilty. I hear that a lot from people. I feel so whatever, right? Fat, whatever you feel. You, you identify with the devil calling something, be not as though it's true. It's not I. Don't ever say I anymore. And then you will get to the place where you have to use the word I, but it won't be the same way. It won't be the same identity, I. But when you are saying these things, you are becoming that even more so because you're fellowshipping with the devil. And the devil is never going to depart from you. The only way the devil will depart from you is when you stop worshiping him. When you no longer give in to that, no longer identify with that. Then he'll depart from you and go get in somebody else and, 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 and wish it with them. He will leave you. But you got to stay there, stay there, stay there, shaking your boots, whatever it takes. Oh, that's what I'm going to... And, I, and I, I remember when I first went and forgave my mother, it was like going to face Hitler. Anybody else face Hitler? It was scary, right? And that's the beginning of courage. Because you're now saying to her and your father, I love you. I'm sorry for resenting you. And now I have real love because I see I can't help myself. 
I realize you can't help yourself. That's the first step for courage. Because now you're seeing yourself, you're going and forgiving, but it starts with you first. You're admitting you're wrong. Somebody mentioned that too. You're saying, hey, I got this hatred, and I'm wrong for hating anyone. I'm wrong for getting angry. Anyone that gets angry don't have courage. That's a, a false sense of self-defense. But it's really worshiping the devil. Because if you truly love your neighbor, love God with all your heart, soul, and might, along with nothing else, and love your neighbor as yourself, you're never going to judge your neighbor. And as a result, you will never be judged. You will never feel that within yourself. But you do to others what you're doing to yourself. You hate yourself, you hate everybody. You overreact to yourself, to the devil in you, you're overreacting to everything. You are not those things. And so you got to, you're in a state, in this lower state, but if you stay on the straight and narrow, do the prayer and watch, without any opinion, don't call, you're neither good or bad, you're neither evil, you're neither right or wrong. You're none of those things. But it's false you have you thinking that because no one told you this growing up. So you think you are that and you're not. Really. That's why God said bring all thoughts into captivity. All thoughts. God's voice is a voiceless voice. He revealed to his children. And the devil talked to his children in their language. It could be Chinese. Oh, it could be Spanish. It could be whatever it is, right? He talked in that language to you. Everybody hear the same voice and everybody react the same way. Even the people who fake strength inside are catching hell. They just want to impress you because of the ego thing, but within themselves they're catching hell. And so I highly, highly recommend do what you want. Have that downtime. Go home and just sit there and do nothing for a while and watch the ego go nuts. The devil started telling you, oh, you need to call Mary Ann. You don't even like Mary Ann. <laughs> you need to call to make sure this or that. Or you need to go and do this. Or you, he does not want you to sit still so he can be revealed to you so that you may see that that's not you. But you've been reacting to it. You've been protecting it. You've been running it from it, covering it up. And that's what the devil wants. He doesn't want to be in the light. So you got to sit still. And after a while, it'll be so easy to do it wouldn't even be a problem. As a matter of fact, you love sitting still and watch that old devil go at it. Because he'll get busy once you have nothing to do. He really will. And you'll see, wow, look at this thing inside of me. What the? And it'll say things to you that's so crazy you wouldn't even think of. It'll bring up ideas that you wouldn't even imagine. Like go shoot up a school. You know what I mean? Or go, go and, you I, I remember I used to call people that I didn't even like. And I would call, even in my family, I would call them up. And I thought I would dumb, I'm like, I didn't even want to talk to them. What did I call them for? <laughs> but the devil told me to call. He put that idea in my mind. Because I couldn't see that it was him at the time. I thought of me. It's not you. And so God knows that it's not you. He knows why do you think he still worked with Paul? Paul admitted, you know, I can't do what I want to do. I can't do the right thing. And yet God used him greatly because God understood it wasn't him. He still used him mightily. And likewise, he'll do the same with you. People judge your vices. God judged the heart. He judged the heart. 
And once you really grow in it, you would never judge your fellow man. You would never hold anything against them. And you would thank God that he read amongst the world. Christ went amongst the people and shined light on the darkness. He didn't judge the people. He knew they couldn't see. And you got to get to be the same way. So in your marriages, your friendships, your workships, or whatever ship you're in, you're not going to judge your fellow man because you won't be judging you. You can see what's going on with you. And that will cause you to see and understand others. And you will never be offended. Never be. And you never take offense. That's how much God loves us. He's different from the devil. But you've got to rise in consciousness so you can see the devil. And the Lord, it, 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 you're either in a higher state of being or lower. And only you ought to be in a higher that you have to let God separate you from the darkness. Don't protect the ego anymore. It's not you. Don't claim it. It's not you. I am so worried. I'm so scared. I'm so this. No, it is. It's not you. It's scared. It were Like you were saying, you forget your parents, but you're not sure. That's the devil telling you that. That's not you. You know what I mean? You have forgiven, but if you believe the lie, it'll have you going back telling your parents eight times, I'm sorry, and they'll think you're crazy. You don't need to forgive but one time. Once you see that you do have it, you go and say, hey, I'm sorry for resenting you. are done with that. Move on. But the devil have you going back again and again because you believe the lie. All thoughts, all voices in the head are lies. All of them. That makes sense a little bit? Yes, ma'am. I see your hand. And then I come to you. Um, I was wondering this week about like how we create reaction or how can I say this? Like we we re- people react to us, right? Like anything I do, there's going to be a reaction. <clears throat> yes, it, right? right. And and no matter if I do it right or I do it wrong, there's still a reaction. And I guess it's like. <sighs> There's something about what, that we live in a world where everybody reacts to each other. I don't right. Know they that. live off each other because they're of the devil. And the devil reacts. So, but don't you react. And because Know yourself so you can know in your own heart that you're not judging them. You're not trying to hurt anyone. You're just doing what's in front of you to do. And it's them who are overreacting and it has nothing to do with you. They just hate the light. But so... When you say they don't have anything to do with you, aren't I the cause of their reaction? Nobody is the cause of your reaction but the devil. No, you're not. That's another thing I want to bring home for you. Nobody is the cause of your overreaction or not reacting at all. It's you because you listen to the devil. You're not to blame for that at all. Just think about that. How do you you know that somebody's going to overreact, you know? Because you could be as sweet with a person or as mean, they're still going to overreact in one way or another. You're responsible for that, not someone else. But the ego want to blame somebody else. Oh, they treat me so mean. They treat me so this way. They, they won't play with me. And, you know what I'm saying? It's not their fault that you're that weak. You have not overcome the devil. If you can't be alone, you don't deserve to be with a crowd because you're just hiding. You're just pretending. There's no love. The best way to be is to be able to be alone. God is with you. If you can't be alone, 
you're a coward. And most people cannot be alone. Rarely can you find a person that can truly be alone and be at peace. No, you're not. That's not your fault that they're acting that way. It's your fault if you should have children and you're not in that perfect love state for the children and they resent you and become like you. It's your fault about that. And then even that's not your fault. You just don't realize the state you're in. You're in a fallen state, right? And so the devil is ruling over you. And so you can't help it. But once that happened, it's your fault that that happened. But once the kid becomes an adult, it's their fault if they don't get over it. Because they can seek the father themselves. Does that make sense? Uh, Let me take your first in there. Anybody disagree with me about any of this? Okay. So it's funny you said that I would want to go back and forgive them again. Yeah. There's a lot of times where I was like, maybe if I forgave them, a, like, for real this time, like, extra hard. But thinking back, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Right. <laughs> uh, no, that's the devil talking to you. Watch those thoughts, right? You can, te- you can prove me wrong. Really, you can prove me wrong today. Give to no thoughts. Just don't do them and see what happens. That's all you have to do. See what happens if you don't give into, into the, into the um, uh, imagination. Now, there are practical thoughts. You know, you know you're hungry. You know you got to drive. You know you shouldn't drive while you're drunk. Practical thought. I'm not talking about that. But these thoughts that you're believing and feeling and living by. All, right? all you have to do is don't, don't, don't believe them. Don't listen to them. You'll see if, oh, wow, that makes sense now. You can, or just is lying. You are not the thoughts, and you're not the feelings. God is not, and, and like this young man was saying, he judges himself sometimes, I think, with you. That's not you, one of you guys, oh, maybe him. That's not you judging you. That's the devil judging you, and you're believing it. It's not God. It's not anyone. And when they put your name, Dashi or whatever you call it, and you feel fear about it, worry, let that pass. That's ego feeling. That's not you. God got your back. What it is, because we haven't really trusted in God, like really be all in and let go and trust. We don't know what it means to trust, to trust God. We hear it intellectually. We hear the Bible thumpers say, oh, trust God. They don't even trust God. They tremble at any little thing. So the fear that you have is from the ego. It's not from you. Satan is telling you, oh, they're going to burn your house down. They're going to kill your family. They're going to this and that. That's not from God. God got your back. He got your family's back. But you don't know what it is to trust God because you're in that fallen state. You're not high in consciousness. You're unconscious. And that's why you feel all that. Uh, so let them put it out there. Fine. And, and watch how you feel about it. And let that pass. So because in God there is no feelings. There's no fear, no doubt, no worry, none of that stuff. And what people don't understand, because most people don't trust God, is that the light is stronger than the darkness. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, the darkness has no power at all. It has been defeated. The devil has no power at all, but he makes you think he does by making you believe in him and you go out and do crazy things. But he had, just think about that, you're afraid of a coward. 
The devil has no power at all. He's defeated. Christ said it was done. But you're possessed with the devil and you believe in the devil and the devil made you be a devil. It's not you. And all the way I know this because I'm grown in it and going through it. You know what I'm saying? That's how I know all this. I, I was just like everybody else. I didn't know this before. But because I forgave, God took the spirit and gave me the power to see. He's causing me to see and overcome. Because I'm seeing all this mess is not even me. It never was me. When I was a slut maker, I wasn't no slut maker. It's hard for me to really be hard on people anymore because I know I can see now they can't help it. They literally cannot help it. So if you have to get up in front of a public and do public speaking, just get on there and do it. That's not you that's afraid. But thinking about it makes it so. Satan tell you, oh, they're going to be looking at you. They're going to be thinking this. And you're like, yeah, that's true. Get up and do it. Let the ego die, and the ego will die. Uh, yes, sir. So when you were mentioning Paul and the narrow road, it made me think of Wizard of Oz and the yellow brick road yep. and how the lion wanted courage. And they were all promised these gifts at the, if they stayed on the end of the yellow brick road. Yeah. But on the yellow brick road, on the journey of having to kind of face their own demons, like you said, you seeing yourself, the witch and all these things were really them facing themselves. Absolutely. Figments of their own imagination and 100%. stuff. 100%. And by the time you get to the end, you realize you obtained the courage on the yellow brick road, on the narrow road. Yes, sir. And the gift isn't at the end. The gift is the narrow road. The gift is the thorn in the side That's for deep. Paul. Yep. And the courage is to not say anything about it. That's right. Because God is not just, he, he just the heart. And if you don't have love, real love, you ain't going to be able to defeat the darkness because you're one with the darkness. And so you don't have anything that's separating you from the darkness. Thank you, Nick. You don't have anything that's separating you from that. You are one with it, so you can't see. The darkness does not understand the light. The darkness cannot conceive the light. But the light can conceive and understand the darkness and the light. So the light will shine on the darkness inside of you. That's a perfect example, man. And all who endure to the end get the prize. But you must endure. You must let this ego nature die. You got to let it die. You must endure to the end. Stand, stand, stand. And when you've done all you can do to stand, stand some more. It's just ego death. It's not you. You're up here. The ego's here. You're living here. And so you don't have the light. You need the light to shine on it. Under darkness. Otherwise, you're going to believe in you in every situation. Even those situations you don't believe in you. Oh, I let that one get by. It's just another waiting for you. It's just another situation waiting. Oh, I didn't get mad that time. Right down the road, you're going to get mad. Because it's all fate. It's all ego. Either you have the spirit or you don't. So you must be born again. All right? Any questions about that? But you, I, I love the yellow brick road. You're absolutely right about that. So it's not you. It's not you. Stop running. Stop hiding. And everybody in the whole world got the same thing. 
There's nobody that's free from it, except for those who've forgiven and overcome the darkness. Just your hand? Okay. And then we got, I saw, were you done, Tessa? That was a perfect example, though, man. That is one sentence. Yeah. In, in the Paul thing, it's like realizing the gift was the thorn in his side. Like that really almost is the gift, and the courage is like that his grace is sufficient. He was able to see that it wasn't him. Yeah. Because he had been trying to resolve it, like we all do in that darkness. Like, this young lady asked, well, what about if I hurt somebody else's feeling? I'm not trying to. Am I responsible? Paul was able to see it wasn't him. Likewise, it's the same thing with other people. It's not them. And once you see that about yourself, you're going to see, and you're going to stop arguing with folks, too. When, when wives want to argue, you know, wife, they always slap it off in the mouth. And the husband go nuts. The husband's not going to argue with the wife anymore. Because the devil loved to argue. And the devil will drive you crazy arguing. Stop arguing with the devil. If your wife wake up mad about nothing, you still be happy and laugh and have some breath. And she'll be like, you don't care about me. I'm all mad. I'm all, and you don't care. Yeah, you're right. I don't care. That's you and the devil. I don't got nothing to do with that. Don't let them pull you in there. Likewise with the ladies. The men are mad. Don't let them pull you to their hell with them. Because that's what they love to fight. The devil loves to fight with the devil. When your friends leave you, when your family members, all they're doing is they hate the light in you. They still act like family members. They still want you around a bit. But they hate the light in you. And so they'll go and find other devils and build an army against you. Because they need to find some more devils to hang out with. They can't hang out with the light anymore. So they got to find more devils. That's why people go from people to people. Because they're not of the light, they're of the darkness. They got to find other dark people. They have no love for one another or anyone. Isn't that, isn't that amazing? Last word, oh, right here. You know how like someone says like you're funny and then you're like, oh my gosh, I have to be funny now. And it's like, as soon as you like get rid of that identity, it's like terrifying. And I think that is like where courage comes in because it's like, wait, well, what am I? I'm nothing, you know? And but like that's like the beginning where you're like, wow, you're like free. Well, once you are of love and people say you're funny, you won't feel you have to be funny for them. Yeah. It'll come naturally. It can't, it, they won't be able to make it happen because there's no ego there. Because a lot of people be funny because they need somebody laughing with them and make them feel good about being funny. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but like, but if it's not of the ego, and somebody say, because sometimes people super chat me or they're calling the show they want me to be funny. I can't be funny. They want me to sing. I can't sing when they want me to sing. I just, so I just keep on doing my work. But it's not personal. The ego will attach to everything. Everything. That's why it's like such a beautiful lesson to learn yourself. Yeah. That's why Absolutely. nobody wants you to learn yourself because this, this is why you go to every crowd because, you know. The whatever. devil loved the devil. Stop arguing with people. Don't try to prove anything to anyone. It's just one ego trying to prove to another ego. That's all it is. They don't care about you. And you don't care about them when you try to prove something. Either they see it or they don't. But don't resent them. They can't help it. They just can't see. All right? Any questions about that? So, in closing, it's all lies. God is in the present. Satan is in the future or the past. That's another clue. He always wants you to think about something that has happened already or makes you think of something that may happen. 
because he is not of the present. He's a time kind of a guy. So he has to bring you into time. You stay in present. You stay in the now. And if you doubt every thought, you stay into the now. And then the more you do it, the more natural it becomes for you. And then it becomes unnatural to start to live in imagination. You'll see your imagination. It becomes unnatural after a while. Because you're not in that same state of being, you're overcoming it. But you need love for that. You can't do it of yourself. All right? So all thoughts are all lies all the time about anything. And wish everybody well. They just can't see. They really can't. If I judge people, I would be able to counsel with folks. Because the devil got the people doing some bad. You think your little mess is bad? Really, you think your stuff is bad? And then, <laughs> and I know it's the devil, it's not them. And then, but I noticed that the devil children like judging the devil's children. Like their little stuff is better, right? It's all the devil. And the devil got people doing some bad things, and they're feeling guilty about it. They don't want to be that way. They want to overcome it. So when you tell them, point them back to the Father, hey, look, you're being judged. It's not you. It's this thing that made a home in you. Stop judging yourself. Go and forgive. And once they forgive, they start to wake up. They start to see, wow, that's not really me. I thought it would be. And they, they've been judging themselves all these years unnecessarily. Hiding with the devil. It's not you, folks. Stop judging yourself. Stay with the silent prayer. I challenge you. Have some downtime to yourself. No phone call. You ain't got to go to every party. You ain't got to go to every lunch. You don't have to go to every little barbecue. You ain't got to call Aunt Sally every day. Shut up. (laughs) Shut down. You know what I'm saying? And watch the devil get busy. You'll see that it's not you. All right? Thank you all for tuning in. I absolutely appreciate it. Do the silent prayer. Stay on the straight and narrow path, no matter what anyone else does. Stay there, stay there. Become your own man, your own woman. Really, you'll be fine. It really, as a matter of fact, you're going to have a real life where you become up here instead of here. You want the highest state of being, not the lower one. It's time to overcome it. Um, thank you for your support, your tithing offerings. We have counseling. If you need counseling, you know how to get us uh, on the website or call 800-411-BOND. But you got to stay on this path, folks, and stop being so sugar water. You know, just so easy to take it off the path. That doesn't make sense. That's not you. God doesn't love us. God is not judging us. I, we heard, we had our men's forum this uh, past Thursday night. And there was one young man with a te- uh, t- uh, testimony. I almost don't want to use the word testimony, but testimony. It was powerful about love about how his life changed once he dropped the anger. He went in for gay. And it was a mess before that. All of our lives are in a mess until we return to love because Satan is your daddy. So stay there, stay there, stay there. It's not about color. It's about spirit. Good versus evil. And we're not in control of anything. No one is. And nobody, everybody got a mess until they overcome it. And ladies can overcome it too, ladies. I know I'm a little hard on ladies because y'all so mean. But, uh, the ladies are a mess, huh? But ladies, go and forgive your mother and your father. You too can overcome just like that. It really can happen. God love us all. All right. Thank you for your support. I do appreciate it. I'll see you. We'll do the Super Chats tomorrow on the show. And uh, 
Thank you for your help. And thank you all for coming. Amazing fellowship today. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs>